Hey y'all, welcome to my podcast. Um, I feel like it's been a little minute since I did a podcast, but I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Um, so I just wanted to. I'm 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 back. I'm chilling in my car again, and I'm back at the same spot where I was um, for the second podcast episode, second slash third with the um is this love episode so i'm just back here it was i'm at a park um just chilling in my car right now um i just was meditating did some journaling um just you know enjoyed being seeing the green and being out in nature for a little bit so um yeah i'm back in my car i had to i was i was actually gonna stay in my car i might actually like go back out it was just getting, it was just that it was super cold, because, like, I was, like, under, like, a shade, I was, like, in a shaded spot, like, under a tree, and it was, like, it was shaded really well, but, like, it started to get really windy, and I started, like, sniffling and stuff, so I was, like, I gotta get, I gotta get in my car, and I'm gonna record this podcast episode, um, but I might go back out and just, you know, read, because I brought my book, um, I'm currently reading Sacred Woman by Queen Afua, um, and I really like the book so far. It's good. It's just giving me a lot of insight on, like, how to, you know, care for my womb and care for my, just care for my womanhood, I guess. Like, you know, like, as women, we go through a lot. We've been hurt. We've been traumatized. We've been abused. And, you know, it's just, like, a book about, like, reclaiming your femininity and, like, letting all those things that happen to you don't define you and just, like, you know, it's like a bunch of tips and tricks um, from like comedic spirituality on like, you know, how to get your womb together and like how do you how to establish a relationship with your womb? Because um, as women, we are the creators of life. We bring we are the portals of life. We bring life into this world. And so having like a little conversation with your uterus sometimes like, hey, girl, how you doing? Like, you know, how you feeling down there? Like. She literally talked about, like, literally having a conversation with your own womb and, like, how that is, like, helpful and, like, beneficial to being a woman and, like, womanhood and being a sacred woman and, you know, going out. Because um, as women, we also have the natural ability to heal people. Um, so sometimes we, you know, it could, that's a good thing, but sometimes we could heal other people and not work on healing ourselves. So, so the, it just is like a great overall book about healing, healing, growing as a woman, taking care of yourself as a woman, um, you know, all through like the lens of spirituality and stuff. So I'm liking it. It's a really good read. Um, I'm excited that, I, that I'm reading it. I, I've heard a lot of good things about this book, so I'm, 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 I'm glad that I finally got my hands on it and that I'm finally able to like sit down and read the book. So I might go back on the grass and sit down and read a few chap few pages of a chapter or so. Um so yeah. Um but right now I'm just chilling in my car. I went to do the podcast. So the name of this podcast episode is going to be um sorry, what the name of this podcast? The name of this episode of my podcast is going to be a daddy issue slash mommy issue because I want to talk about it. Um like it's something that I've never talked about before, but I feel like it's a very vulnerable topic, and I think it's an important topic to talk about. Um, because I know a lot of people who have daddy. Well, I don't. Well, yes, I do. I know a lot of people who have daddy issues slash mommy issues, 
And it takes a lot to admit that you have those issues and that you're, you know, actively working to heal those things and become a better person and become a better, just, you know, get aligned and be closest to your higher self, I guess. So, um, I don't really have, like, I guess I'm just going to be jotting it down as I go along, but I don't really have, like, a bullet point list for this topic today. I did with my other topics, but I don't today. But I guess I'm just going to be talking about my experiences with having daddy issues Um, and, you know, some people who have, I have daddy issues, I know my sister has daddy issues, and then I think my other sister, I think she has mommy issues, so we're just going to talk about it, (laughs) we're going to talk about how we were were all raised basically the same because we're all sisters, but like we all have different issues, I guess. Um, when it comes to that so we all have some type of issue um and then just like ways to I guess I'm just going to talk about my experience and then just like ways that I am currently like dealing with that and like healing from that and realizing that I have that that way I don't take that into my relationships or you know just healing from that basically um healing from the daddy issues that I acquired through my as as a as a youngin um and then you know maybe sharing you know as I as I share how I'm healing maybe that'll encourage someone else to heal um and you know admit like the I feel I always say like the 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 first part or the first step to healing is admitting that you need help or like admitting that you have an issue so if you're you know hopefully you can take away from this episode that you maybe make you may be someone who has daddy issues or who has mommy issues um and how ways to like you know like admitting that and then ways to like heal from that and like you know check yourself basically be mindful of it and then maybe like probably go like over some of the things that qualify daddy slash mommy issues um like some of my experience so yeah we're just gonna be getting into it um hold on let me like let me write what i just said down that way i know like how to how to structure this episode so my experiences, um, my healing, and then ways to help others heal, and then ways to tell if you have either or. Okay, so I wrote them down. Let's get to business. So my experiences with daddy issues, um, so the way that I classify daddy issues is basically like I classify daddy issues is um from the paternal part of your parenthood. So everyone has a mother and a father, right? Mother and a father, right? So the issues that arise or the trauma that you acquire from your parental side. Sorry, from your what, what, not parental from your paternal side so from your father's side right so that could be either you know you have a you don't have a father in your life you don't um you so you have issues with that um you, maybe your father is in jail or incarcerated so you have issues with that um maybe you do have a father in your life but he's just narcissistic he's you know he's evil he's mean he's abusive etc etc um, so you have issues with that. 
And then the same thing I classify with mommy issues, um, which is like the same thing. So if you have issues but dealing with your maternal side, so maybe your mom is, is not alive, maybe she's incarcerated, she's not in your life, she's abusive, she's on drugs, um, she, you know, is not doing all the things that a motherly figure should be doing. Like, he's, like she thinks that she's doing those things, but she's actually not. Um, so yeah, all those things that, you know, all the issues that arise from that. So I guess I kind of just like went over like how to tell if you have some mother, mommy slash daddy issues. So, but I'll probably be getting into a little bit more in detail with that um, after later. So that's the way that I classify mommy slash daddy issues. And then so with that, the real the the realization that I had daddy issues was the fact that um, my dad's not really like. I would say out of all of those things that I just mentioned, he's more on the like abusive slash narcissistic side. He's not narcissistic or abusive, but I'm just saying he's more on towards those sides. Like he's in my life, he's not in jail, and he's alive. You know what I mean? So those all of the other things that I think that I, that I mentioned don't don't apply to me personally. But I feel like in terms of like you know the daddy issue that I've acquired is like from that. So. Um, the daddy issue, if you listen to my first, well, not my first, but like my second and third episode called titled This Is Love Podcast, sorry, Is This Love Podcast, where I kind of talk about like love and like the meaning of love and all that stuff. Um, you kind of like understand, like, I guess you could kind of like have like a pre prerequisite to like what, how I'm like leading into this conversation. So, um. Growing up, my dad never really showed us love, like physical love. Like, like I said in the in the podcast um, episode, I I rarely ever heard the words "I love you." Um, those were on a rare occasion. He only said those words when maybe we were leaving, you know, to go on an airplane, or we were going on a trip, or like we were in a hospital bed or something. Like you know, like like he 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 felt like it was he had to say it right now, you know what I mean, like, those times, those are the only times when I ever heard the words, I love you, and then in terms of, like, the affection part, like, I never really received hugs growing up um, from him, I never really, like, we never really had, like, a, we don't really have, like, a relationship outside of father-daughter, you know what I mean, like, we don't, if it's not, well, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess I I do want to say that, like, if, if, like our conversations always go have you eaten yet are you in school how is school um okay great like those are literally the only times when we talk whether it's about school flash money or it's about like i guess food like you know oh what do you what what do you want to add to the grocery list for this week like that's about it other than that, we barely ever have conversations about life in, t- in terms of, like, how am I personally doing? How is he personally doing? Um, how am I growing as a person? How is he growing? At, like, in terms of, like, I guess, like, non-formal conversations, we don't really have that. Like, we never, we always keep it to, like, I guess we keep it cordial. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess, like, he's doing all of the roles or, like, you know, all of the supposed roles as a father, which is, like, you know, taking care of providing shelter, food, 
all of those things over my head. Like he's he's financially providing for me, so he's good in that way. But being a parent is much more than just financially providing for your child. It's also you know making sure that your child is good mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And so we don't really have that relationship. We don't have that connection. We we never ever talk about life in general outside of are you in school and have you eaten today? Like literally or um have you did you take out the trash? Like, you know, like shit like that. Like it's never nothing like deep or like, you know, hey, like have a sit down, like how are you doing? Like really tell me, be honest with me, how are you doing? Like we never ever have those conversations. Like I don't even know I don't even know his favorite color. I don't think he knows my favorite color. Um, I don't think he knows my favorite genre of music, like stuff like that. We don't we don't talk about things like and outside of father daughter relationship, if that makes sense. So um, with that is where my daddy issues developed because um, wait, 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 wait. So let me let me backtrack a little bit. So continuing on with that, um, and then my like my financial thing. So I feel like he only like he came from a third world country so he came from Nigeria and he he came to America and I think part of his thing is like he wants to make sure like the reason why he left is you know for the American dream and for the better life etc etc like we get that he left Nigeria to pursue a better life for himself for his family to find a better life for himself basically and so now that he's here and he has children that's here and he um you know he's a successful businessman I feel like he, I feel like he's good, like, he, he has everything, like, he, he's done all that he could, you know what I mean, like, he checked all, everything off of his list, and so now he's just chilling, I guess, but, um, so I feel like with that, I feel pressure to continue on that legacy, right, so as a first-generation American, both of my parents being from third-world countries, I feel pressure to make sure that my kids don't struggle, to make sure that I am providing a better life for my children, for my family, for my future, for my life, et cetera, et cetera, right? So that's kind of like where, like, that I, I feel, like, financially pressured to make sure that, you know, he's, he's that I'm, I'm following in his footsteps. Um, a part of me, I, I'm currently in college right now. I'm, 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 I'm in my senior year. I'm about to get this degree. A part of me feels that, this degree is really for him. It's really not for me because he always instilled education and knowledge and learning into me and like the importance of it to get a good job, to, you know, just educate yourself in general, just like be an educated human being. And so this degree is really for him. It's really for him. Yes, I care about knowledge. Yes, I care about learning. Yes, I care about education. But I realized maybe like halfway through the, through my college life, I could get all of this shit that I'm doing, that I'm paying thousands of dollars for right now. I can get all of this shit through the books, through the books that I read, that through the books that they make us buy. Like I could literally just skip all of thousands of dollars, just go straight to the to the textbooks that they give us, and then just read the textbooks and get acquire knowledge from that. Because um, honestly, if we're being real, it's my senior year in college, and I can only name maybe about three, like not not three, but like maybe like top five things. That I remember like in general in terms of college just in, in college life and stuff like that so yeah this degree is really is mainly for him and um 
I feel that as gener as first generation um um daughters and um sons, I feel like sometimes we feel like it's our obligation to, you know, make sure that my parent is good because they they sacrifice so much just to be here, just to provide for me, just to do all of these things for me. So it you know, it almost like it, you know, you make yourself feel guilty in a way. If you don't provide for your if you if you don't like you know be in stay in school and if you don't like you know get that job that they're asking you to get or like you know what I mean like if you don't follow under like act, like just different things that they're asking of you it makes you feel guilty um, when you actually kind of want to pursue your own life and do things differently how you however you want to do them um, but I've just learned to not care and just to just not care. So, yeah, now that I pre, I guess I, like, prerequisite that, is, am I using the right word, prerequisite? I feel like I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, like, thinking about school right now, so maybe, maybe that's, the, maybe that's not the right word to use. Anyway, um, so the reason why I say that I have daddy issues is because of my, the way that I view finances now. So now my relationship with money is kind of, like, toxic, like, I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was, I was considered, I am spoiled, I would say I was spoiled, I'm not gonna say, like, I'm, I'm beating around the bush, no, I'm, I'm saying that I was spoiled at a certain age, like, growing up, well, I guess my sisters can definitely, like, attest to this, they'll be like, oh, mommy and daddy gave you everything that you ever wanted, like, as soon as, if you asked for it, you would have got it, like, two weeks later, you know what I mean, and looking back, I can, I can definitely see that, I, I definitely don't think that my parents, like, I wasn't, like, a rich, kid like like you know like a Beverly Hills rich kid were like hey mom can I borrow the keys to your car okay great thanks like like shit like that like I wasn't like rich spoiled like that but I was definitely given most of the things like if I if I really like was persistent about it and I asked for it a lot and like I made a whole spiel about why I wanted it then I would have gotten it like I would like thinking back I can say like you know I remember when I got my when I got an iPad um, cause I asked, I wanted, I really wanted an iPad for Christmas. It was, this was like 2011, 2020, yeah, 2011, 2012, when I really, really wanted the iPad for Christmas, and I got the iPad, and my sisters were like, what the fuck, you got shit out here, she only, like, she only, like, 12 years old, with the, she, they were, they were not happy that I got the iPad, basically, so long story short, but I got the iPad, and I was happy with my iPad, and my iPad was, it was bomb, so, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, just like little stuff like that, um, I would say. So in terms of my relationship with money now, I feel like I don't really have a toxic, I, I, I'm sorry, I do have a toxic relationship with money. Um, I, saving money is like hard for me. Um, I just, as soon as I get it, I'm like, mm. like I literally, like as soon as I get money, like I literally think like, okay, what can I do with this? Like, what could I spend my money on? Like, I literally, sometimes that's what I literally think about. So, in terms of, like, like my finances, money saving has not, is not really my forte. And I don't think that was my dad's or, like, my parents' intention to, like, you know, spoil me or, like, make, you know, like, like keep me spoiled. But I think that they did want to, you know, do all that they could for me like naturally you know if, if you leave a country like you know what I mean like if you leave a country you go somewhere else and you provide a better life for your kids the better life for your kids entails 
you know, providing, getting them iPads for Christmas, you know what I mean? So I get that part, but I don't think that that was, like, the intention, like, of my parents. Um, they don't, they didn't intentionally spoil me, they didn't, they didn't intentionally, like, you know, give me the things that I wanted. Um, granted, I wasn't, like, immediately given what I wanted. I wasn't, like, spoiled to the point where, like, I asked for it, and then, boom, like, snap on my fingers. The way that my sisters make it seem, the way that my sisters, because we were raised by the same two pairs of parents. I mean, the same one pair of parents. So, they were, if they're, if, if they consider myself spoiled, they were definitely spoiled growing up as well. Like, they, they got the same privileges that, they, that, that, I, that I got when I was growing up. But they were just, they were just, like, in a different body. <laughs> like, so they were able to see what's happening. Like, you know what I mean? Like, also, another thing is, I do admit, growing up, my parent my sisters definitely had it a little harder than I did because... I remember when my sisters um, were alive and I wasn't thought of yet, they lived in a house that was like much like, it was like, it was a downgraded house that versus like the house that I grew up in. So like they lived in like, I forgot what, what I forgot where they lived, but they lived like somewhere in South LA chilling in a little house. And then after that, they moved once, once I came to the picture, I'm pretty sure it was like right before my mom got pregnant with me or probably during my mom, during my pregnancy. Um, with me, my mom and my my dad and my sisters they moved out of South LA and they moved to Inglewood slash LA area um, to a nicer house, and so I was able to like reap the benefits of that of growing up in a nicer house versus them. They grew up in a house not. A- you know what's funny? My sister just called me and just stopped me in the middle of my podcast as I was talking about them. Anyway. Anyway, um, back to my what I was saying. So growing up, they definitely like had it a little bit harder than me, but I'm pretty sure my parents like tried to do everything that they could to provide, like you know, make sure that they were happy, like that. So yeah, they do think that I'm a little spoiled because I was a child that grew up in a nicer house and you know had the better opportunities like that. But whatever. You know what I mean? Life happens. So what can you do? They still, they moved in. We're what? We're, my, I'm 11 years from my oldest sister, and I'm seven years from the middle child. So my sister, they 11 and seven, they still basically experienced their childhood growing up in a nice house. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um. Anyway, so back to why I had, why I think I had that issues. <laughs> So with all of that being said, the relationship that I have with money is toxic, right? So my saving habits aren't that great. Also, um, the going back to the to the is this love um, topic, basically like, and so when I said that like my my dad never really like showed me affection and showed me love or like told me he loved me. The way that he told me he loved me was through financial gifts and through financial services, I guess. So if he, if I'm enrolled in school, that means I love you. If you ate breakfast this morning, that means I love you. If you woke up from a comfortable bed this morning, that means I love you. Basically, like your food and your shelter and your your the, the financial things that I'm providing for you it should be enough to tell, let you know that I love you. So I don't have to physically say I love you every single day. I feel like that's what, that's where that, that's at. 
So the way that I interpreted that was that love equals money. And so that played out into a toxic relationship that I had um, not too long ago, long enough ago, but not too long ago, to where I basically was being abused in this relationship, but I stayed in the relationship because I was giving financial services or I was receiving money. And so I thought that like, oh, okay, well, he still loves me. But that's not at all the case. That's a very toxic, right? And so that, like, once I, like, once I left that relationship, actually, once soon as I got into that relationship, I kind of, I was like, I have money issues. I really do have that issue. But as soon as I left that relationship, it came even more like, oh, yeah, I definitely have. I realized even more, like, yeah, I definitely have that issues. Because why am I staying in a relationship that was really toxic for me, like, to, like, on all and, and every single level? But I was still staying in a relationship because I because I was receiving money, because I thought like that equated to love. Yeah, no. So that's how I knew that I was like, okay, yeah, I definitely had daddy issues when it comes to that. So my daddy issues comes from like people saying that like if they if they give me things or if they like, you know, give me financial things, and that, that means that they love me, which it doesn't. And so that's where I'm learning to heal from that and learning to better like fix my relationship with money and fix my relationship with love because those two things are out of whack from my childhood and from you know my dad and his like him like you know yeah so yeah that basically I hope that basically about sums it up um the reason why I have bad issues slash where it stemmed from um and yeah so moving forward is this next on my list yeah moving forward so my healing right so healing from this, like I said, I left that toxic relationship. Um, I realized my worth. I was like, ain't no way I'm about to do this, this drag myself through this shit again. Um, I had to do a deep self-reflection check on myself. Like, you know, I had daddy issues. How am, what am I going to do to, to, you know, combat these issues? How am I going to move forward with my life and not make this be an issue or not make this be a problem? So the way that I'm feeling now is that I'm just simply, I'm, just, I'm, I'm saving money more. Um, I don't, uh, the last time I spent money on my nails was for my birthday. The last time I spent money on my hair was for my birthday, I think. Or like, maybe like, yeah, I think it was my birthday. Um, I, I save money in like those departments, hair and makeup, hair and nails. And yeah, hair and nails, I don't, I, I do myself. So I just, um, so I'm saving money. So just basically like, say, just like, I'm the way that I'm healing it now is just like saving money and like figuring out how to save money, how to, you know, be frugal and how to live life like as, as like a minimalist basically. And like, you know, making sure that I have my necessities, but not overspending and like, you know, buying myself like whatever I want in the name of self-care because that doesn't, that's, that's also a problem too, right? And so that's the way that I'm healing with that and my relationship with money. The way that I'm healing with my relationship with love is that is I'm in this amazing relationship right now um, that I kind of, I went over in the Is, is This Love podcast. Basically, you might want to listen to the Is This Love podcast before you even listen to this episode, just to kind of like make everything, you know. Anyway, so yeah, um, I, I'm in an amazing relationship right now. I, I truly feel loved. I feel appreciated. I feel like supported. 
um, unconditionally too. Like that's, that's that's a big thing. I feel I truly feel loved unconditionally, um, and it feels good to be feel loved. And so I'm just trying to like understand, like you know, I'm just like I'm I'm still new to this, but I'm just trying to like you know get myself into like being okay with someone loving me and like being okay with someone saying that that I love you because I don't I don't hear those words as often. Or like, you know, just like like saying I love you more often. Saying I love you to people who say who say I love you to me. Like saying it back, um, and then meaning it, like that's like you know, another way that I'm healing um from that as well. Um yeah, just like allowing like you know going through the ups and downs of love because you know in being in this relationship we're not the we're not the perfect pair i guess i mean we're not the perfect pair in terms of like we have issues we we have we, we both have personal issues that we got we're overcoming and that you know we overcame and yeah so it's just about like you know um bro I, let me know if you're like this if you like if you like randomly think of a long, of a song lyric that like perfectly matches what you're trying to say i i just thought of a song lyric um loving loving war by T- tamar baxton where she says some somebody said every day is gonna be sunny skies only marvin Gaye and lingerie well i guess somebody lied that's true that is very true not every day in a relationship is going to be Marvin, Marvin Gaye and lingerie and sunny skies and you know what I mean like like can't you stand the rain by one edition but I said by one edition who the fuck <laughs> who the fuck is one edition I'm dead but I, I mean I was I was thinking of one direction I guess I don't know those are two completely two completely two different groups anyway I guess can you stand the rain by new edition is like that song is fast because like it's like not every day in a relationship is gonna be like sunny skies, and you have to actually like learn to expect that and like learn to like you know okay like today we're not having the best day you know today we might have like bickered about something that was like stupid so like how can we be better how can we overcome that how can we you know what I mean like all those things is this a trail OMG I think I just found a new walk trail to walk because this trail looks like. I don't even know where did it wrap around from. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Shakti. I got distracted. But um, yeah, so it's real. Like you know, you're not always going to. You're there's going to be days in a relationship where it's just like, Ugh, I'm tired of you. I'm I'm. You're making me upset, or like you know, you're you're irritating me right now. But not I'm tired of you, but like you're you're physically like, I'm like in terms of like right now. I can't, I don't want to deal with you right now, like, I don't want, like, you know what I mean, like, you, there are days when you feel like that, and that's especially true, and especially in marriages and stuff, when you actually sign the papers, and you said, like, yo, we're not breaking up until we gotta, we gotta go in front of a court again, and break up, so, yeah, like, basically, I'm saying all this to say, like, we have our issues in our relationship, but I think expecting that and then, like, you know, actively working to overcome those issues is just, like, it adds to, like, love. It adds to, like, the um, intensity of our love and, like, you know, how, how, how much we want this to work and how much we love each other. And, like, you know, like, because, like, 
you can be like you can be tired of something and then you can you can really be tired of something like oh i'm tired of you right now like i don't want to deal with you right now but then you could be like no i'm i'm tired of you as in i'm ready to, to, to in this relationship like i'm out of this relationship and it's not that it's not it's not to that point it's knock on wood it's not going to get to that point but it's just like you know like those days when you when you're tired of that of that person is like those are the days that that count basically like those are the days that are the most important when you actually do overcome you know bickering or like you guys have made up from the argument that you've had you know what i mean like those those makeup sessions are what really is those are the days when like it's important you know what i mean like when the I love you words count, you know what I mean? Like, I truly, like, despite all of your bullshit right now, I still love you. Like, I truly still love you unconditionally. So those, I'm just, like, being in this amazing relationship, like, and, like, learning that has been tremendously helpful in my healing journey with, like, my love, like, loving myself and, you know, um, healing my daddy issues, basically. So yeah, um, that's my healing. That's how I'm healing from my daddy issues. Um, also, I realized that my dad has a control problem. He likes to control things. He likes to like that's a part of the, like the financial thing. Like he actually, it's not that like, it, like in addition to like making sure that like I have food, water, sh- like shelter, he's like he wants to fi- have a financial hold on me, which I noticed because it keeps him more in control, like, it keeps him in more in control, like, you know what I mean, so those are, those are, those are issues that, that he has, and so I feel that the way that I'm healing now is I'm just trying to distance myself from him, like, as simple as it is, I'm just, that's, the, sometimes that's the easiest way to heal, is just to distance yourself from the problem, I'm just trying to distance myself from him, I'm trying to move out as soon as possible, of course, granted, in God's plan, but also with my, you know, God's plan is always going to be above my plan. So as soon as possible with my plan, but, you know, God's plan is always something better. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to move out in God's plan and God's timing. Um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to move out. And I feel like that would definitely help me give me a peace of mind of, like, I need to get away from this man. Like, you know, he's a, he's a little bit, he has controlling tendencies. He has yeah and so I need to like distance myself from that person and get you know find my own find my own way find my own financial footing find my own like footsteps basically um so yeah ways to help others heal um I would just say like I said all of those things that I you know your your issue um you know with your mommy if you have if you realize that you have mommy issues if you realize that you have daddy issues you know you might your, your your ways of healing and your ways of coping with that might be different from that for me, but I would say for number one is just to realize like admit that you have a problem, admit that you have dad issues, admit that the you know or in or mommy issues, admit that like your mother or your father and like the way that they raised you has negatively impacted you in some way, and so you carry that negativity into your life and your relationships with other people. And you know stuff like that. So, um, yeah, these people are running real fast on this track. I am so proud of y'all. Y'all look like y'all are in the best shape. Anyway, 
I'm sorry. I'm like faced. I'm like I'm like at the park. I'm like facing a track right now, like a like a walking trail, I guess. So I'm just seeing people walk up and down and run up and down this trail, and it's like fascinating to me. Anyway, back to what I'm talking about. Um, ways to help others heal. So yes. Um, yeah, your issue, your your issues might like be different from me. So for example, like me, I'm coping with love and like the issue of love and the issue of money, and my finances, right? Your issue might be something else. Your your issue might be drugs and alcohol, and like, um, I don't know, like self respect or something. I don't know, like you know, maybe like your mom growing up, your mom didn't respect herself, and so you saw that, and so you 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 interpreted that as like being normal, and so now you had you have no respect for yourself, and so, boom, there you go, mommy issues. You know what I mean? So. It could be, it's different for everyone, like, not everyone's situation is the same, but at least starting to admit that you have that, that you have a mommy slash daddy issue, and then actively, like, tailoring your, like, your healing to, like, you know, heal from that and work through that, you know what I mean, whatever, whatever the case might be, like, act, like, realizing, like, the root of the issue, and then, like, how, like, like, what, other issues stem from my daddy issues and then like combating those very issues if that makes sense you know what I mean so it's different from everyone but yeah I would just say start by admitting that you have the problem um finding ways to cope um and then like I said the most some of them sometimes the, the simplest easiest thing is just to literally you know that's super smart I'm sorry, y'all. I, I I swear I have undiagnosed ADHD, but like I'm like watching walk, walking these people like run on this track, and like basically like they're running really super fast uphill, and then they're walking like really slow downhill. So like I feel like that's like a really good hit workout that I might have to like consider, cause like you know you get that like you get that like intensity with like running uphill. And then, like, you know, you're able to, like, you know, do, like, the intervals where, like, you're, you're, like, resting for, like, you know, by walking downhill all slow and paced. I'm going to take that. I'm going to, I'm going to, that's a good workout. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, um, so, yes. Um, where was I at? Where was I at? Um, oh, yeah, so distancing from the problem so most times if we could just distance ourselves from the problem i.e your mom your dad and that is you know is beneficial and then if you're if you're if you're like you know in the issue if you're in the um i guess if you're in the what am i trying to say if you're like if you deal with the issue that i that i mentioned before um, where you, you maybe your family, maybe your mom is incarcerated or your dad is incarcerated, or maybe they're not alive, or they're just simply not in your life. So dealing with that, obviously, you automatically are distant from that person, right? So maybe the thing is like, oh, you want to reconnect with that person. Maybe it's the exact opposite for you. So um, I would say, I would just, I would say like, you know, just finding ways to like deal with that. So um you know, forgiving, I feel like I, 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 I don't know what it's like to not have a parent in my life, so I cannot speak from that place, but 
from my perspective and like from my through my lens the way that I could give my advice for that would be to like you know if your father if your father or your mother is incarcerated maybe trying like you know every month or so every few months to like reach out to them writing them a letter um trying to visit them if they're not like super far away um if they're not housed like in a, in a far away facility um so yeah just trying to like reach out to them trying to visit them you know phone calls things like that keeping money on their books things like that I, I would i would assume would be as helpful to like you know helping that relationship um become better and then if they're not if they're just not in your life in general slash like or like um what's it called not a runaway parent what's it called um deadbeat yeah like a deadbeat dad or like a deadbeat mom I would say um learning to like live your life like being okay sometimes you have to like forgive yourself and forgive that person for doing the horrible thing that they did which was not being their life so I guess like for that like just forgiving them and like learning to forgive yourself and learning to live life like without that also maybe like you might want to like find a paternal figure in like you know an uncle or a friend or a brother or like something like that or find a maternal figure in an aunt or a, a older woman or you know like like basically like having someone to feel that void that void for you might also help to heal from your mommy slash daddy issues if you're dealing with that and then if they're if they're unfortunately if they passed away and they're not alive anymore um maybe you know well, I don't, I don't really want to say that that's mommy, daddy issues. You know, I actually take that back because everyone dies. So you don't automatically get mommy issues if your mother died or you don't automatically get daddy issues if your dad died. So I actually kind of like take that back and I just want to cross that off the list, off, off the list right now. But I, I do want to say if you, if you, if you're, if one of your parents or both of your parents are not alive, I want to say that first of all, I'm so sorry for that. I, that must be extremely hard because I can't even imagine what it would be like to live like like the life that I lived or like the childhood that I grew up in what would what it would be like to have like one parent missing or like one parent gone so that like I can't even like imagine so I want to say first of all I'm so sorry for that um in terms of like healing I would say maybe just like you know take trips to their gravesite if you can um you know remembering maybe like you know they were still in your life for a short period of time or like for some period of time so remembering like the important things like the good things that they did teach you and then like carrying those things with you like instilling those things into your character that way like you that way like in your mind you can say like I'm an extension of my mother so like my mother is still within me my mother is still a part of me because she still taught me like the important things I need to know to become a mother like the same thing you say with like your father like you know my father is not alive today but he, he instilled in me the things that I need to know. So I am an extension of my father. I am my father. Um, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that might, at least like from, from my perspective, I feel like that is what might make me feel better if my parents, if one of my parents or both of my parents were not in my life, you know? So yes, um, uh, ways to heal. And then last but not least, um, ways to, so, how to re- how to recognize if you have mommy slash daddy issues um I kind of briefly went over that like I said um I'm gonna go ahead and cross off um like death 
and like them not being alive, I'm gonna go ahead and cross that off the list because that does not automatically mean that you have those issues. Um, but I think I think where I was going with that initially was that just to say that like if they're not in your life in general, I think that's like because you can you can have issues from not having a a a, a mother or father figure in your life in general. So I think I was kind of like trying to go along the lines of that, and I just threw that in there, but that doesn't that doesn't count. Um, so yeah, just recognizing um, if you, you know, sometimes like recognize the, first of all, I think it's, it's easy to realize that you have mommy issues, like daddy issues. If you're able to like see, like, let's say like they, they're in your life right now, like w- analyze the relationship that you have with your mom. Like how is your relationship with your mom? Is it healthy? Is it good? Is it bad? Is it, is it rocky? Is it like, how is it? Analyze it. And then assess the relationship with yourself and then assess like make like basically connect the dots like if your mom did this to you growing up and now you think this about yourself you can connect the dots like oh the reason why I don't think I am this way is because my mother told me that I'm not this way and so that's where my issues with that come from so yeah just learning to like connect the dots I feel like what is helpful to like realize that you have daddy slash mommy issues. Um, so yeah, analyzing the relationship with your parent and with yourself and like, you know, yeah, drawing similarities. Um, also, I guess I would say the, um, I would say, um, you know, you, I don't, I don't think you automatically have daddy issues if your father or your mother is incarcerated, or if they're not in your in your life. But realize like how their absence is affecting your life, and if it's affecting your life in a negative way, then you most likely have those mommy slash daddy issues. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, those are just some ways to identify that you have those issues and how to work on them. Um. So yeah, um, this man is like, and now he's in front of my car, and now he's slowing down in front of my car, okay, I'm like, this man is talking hella loud right in front of my car right now, but anyway, um, so yeah, that's all I have to say for this podcast, um, this was, you know, it's not, like, I would say it's a vulnerable topic for me. But I'm the reason why I'm so able to like be open and honest with like myself and like talk to y'all and do this podcast is because I've over I've overcome a lot of my insecurities and a lot of my fears when it comes to like speaking up for myself and like healing and like being ashamed of like some of the things that I've experienced. So it's a vulnerable topic for me, but not really. Like I'm this is I'm doing this more so in a way to like heal myself and to help other people heal um, through their mommy slash daddy issues. So, yeah, um, I really hope that you guys like this podcast episode. I hope y'all liked it a lot. Um, I can't wait to see y'all when, you know, when I'm, not see y'all. I can't wait for y'all to hear me when y'all hear me. And, yeah, so um, I hope y'all are having a great day. I hope you're having a great night, evening, whatever, morning, whatever time of the day it might be for you right now. Um, And, yeah, so, yeah. The quote of the day is, um,
is <laughs> the quote of the day is to say say I love you more often that is the quote of the day coming from my specific situation and not hearing those words often growing up I would have to say like that's my quote for the day like say I love you more often because you don't you never know how impactful those words could be to someone um whether it be a stranger or whether it be someone that you know I just say I love you more often and mean it more often. Don't say I love you just to say it back or just to like, you know, bye. Like, no, actually like say those words and mean it. And yeah. So that's my quote for the that's my quote for the day. All right, bye y'all.